Hi, and welcome to Zed Games. Recorded live at 4ZZZ Studios in Brisbane and broadcast nationally over the community radio network, Zed Games brings you the latest gaming news, reviews, and interviews from across Australia and around the world. Hey, you are listening to Zed Games, Australia's most button-mashed gaming show. You might be listening to us on 102.1 FM or around the nation on the Community Radio Network. That's 102.1 FM in Brisbane, by the way. Totally. Or Zed Digital. Oh, there's Zed Digital too, yes. Yep. It is 2018. Yeah. There's Digital. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in with us tonight. We've got a jam-packed show for you. And I'm joined in the studio by Razor. Hey, Razor. Hello. And the return of Candy Pain. I'm back. How it's you going? I'm good. It's been a while. I came in as all new faces. The ceiling's been fixed. There's chairs. Like, this is a new studio. It's new, you know, new, new, new you, new us, <laughs> new, just, it's, you know, it's, it's a new vibe. It's yeah. great. Uh, speaking of new people, we are also joined in the studio uh, today by... Uh, I'm totally blanking. I'm so sorry. Tro- Tyson, Tyson Hargreaves. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Yeah, it's going great. What are you going to be talking about today? Uh, I'm going to be talking about Point Blank, a um, shooting arcade game. I love it. Yeah. It's great. Fantastic. It's we'll hear a little bit about that on the show later on. And we also have the return of uh, Scott Beebe from Brisbane Bite. Hey, Adrian. How you going? Yeah, good. How was PAX? PAX was great. Yeah? Yeah. PAX was fantastic. And we actually have our third week of rolling PAX coverage this week, don't we, Ray? Yes, uh, Adrian. I was very happy with your job as the uh, sole uh, roving reporter at PAX Australia this year. That's me. Donning the uh, the cans and the microphone, going around, speaking oh, yeah. to everyone. Just sticking that mic in people's faces. Yeah, so the developers of Speaking Simulator have a very interesting game. They really uh, do. It's a quirky, fun game, but we'll hear more about that later. Made right here in Brisbane. That's right. When you say we're going to hear about it later, you mean we're going to hear about it right now. Yeah, that's right. Right now. Yeah, right now. Did he say right now? Nice little teaser there. Okay. Let's do it. Hi. Hello. What's up? What's going on? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, great. Yeah? Sorry, but you are now alive. You have been fitted with the latest in robotic mouth technology. So I'm here with Jed Dawson, the creative director at Affable Games. And Jed is here showing off Speaking Simulator. Yeah, so Speaking Simulator is the story of a robot who is trying to infiltrate human society. Uh, And to do that, he just has to have like a bunch of conversations like this one we're having right now. Uh, And when I'm doing my conversations, I am moving my lips and my tongue around and I'm making words happen by doing that so that's our game you have to like take control with keyboard and mouse of the player's tongue and the lips and you have to move them and when they're in the right spot you make your words come and then uh, it's you just have sort of like a series of sentences and it's sort of like a back and forth between you and Karen from HR who has asked you out on a date I guess we won't go into specifics as to why someone from HR is asking their employee out on a date. Yes, I... Your mission is simple. You must blend seamlessly into human society. Where did the premise come from? It's it's such an interesting idea, and it's one of the most eye-catching games for me at the convention because it has such a unique style. The idea behind Karen being from HR is like... Like, she's in the human resources, which is like how a robot would view humans as well. So that's their bond. But anyway, like, the... Uh, the idea actually came from when I was doing a lot of facial animation. So I have, like, a background as, like, a teacher. 
Um, so I was, like, seeing all these students, like, playing with a facial rig for the first time, and, like, they just, like, play with it, and they like, moving the lips around and having that kind of control is, like, they loved it. It's, like, a great toy, uh, made them laugh, so I was like, oh, there's something there. Uh, and at the same time, I was also watching The Dark Knight, uh, and there's that scene where, like, Harvey Dent, like, loses half his face and becomes two-faced, but he doesn't have lips, but... He's still talking, and he's still enunciating, and he's able to make his, his P's and his M sounds, which you, you can't do without lips. You think I want to escape from this? There is no escape from this. Um, so really, this game is just an attack on Christopher Nolan. You kind of had a soft reveal for um, Speaking Simulator at Brisbane's Game On convention, which is a really low-key um, convention, I suppose, that probably doesn't really have more than, I guess, like 50 people that at, at any given time. Um, what's it been like having the game's hard launch at PAX, and what's the reception been like? It was like, the Game On was really energising as well. Like, people really liked it, uh, got a lot of good attention, good feedback, uh, people laughing, all the things we wanted from Speaking Simulator. And the response has still been, like, fantastic. Like, people are laughing and, like, calling their friends over to play our game. Like, it's also, like, really nice to get, uh, like, good feedback from our peers. So, like, other game developers are there and they're enjoying it and they're, like, appreciating the design and the idea and uh, execution. Um, so th those are, like, some main differences. Any favourite tidbits from people at the show or other developers about your game? Any, any favourite quotes? Uh, Nightmare Fuel is uh, is popular. Um, there's like some vague innuendo going around because obviously it's about a massive tongue and mouth and, you know, that just sort of happens. Um, everyone's like really onto the totally not a robot train. So they're like seeing heaps of people with those stickers on their chests, like 100% actual human, which is nice. It's also been referred to on the DL as a Mark Zuckerberg simulator. <laughs> I have heard that, <laughs> yeah. Can you speak a little bit more to just what it's like having your baby, you know, on display for so many people? So the massive amount of people is, is awesome. Like, you want as many people to see your game as possible. Um, our game is, like, a very, very much a spectacle. So, like, you see this face that's, like, misshapen and, and weird and, like, it's, it's moving in, in an uncanny way. It's like the uncanny valley of the game, almost. Um... And so we have, like, big crowds of people, like, laughing, actually, like, laughing, which is super good. Like, most of the time when you're at PAX and you see people playing games, they've got, like, their serious gamer face on. And that's not what we set out to, to do and achieve with Speaking Simulator. So it's nice to see people laugh. Like, yeah, there's not many comedy games around, um, and that's what we're, we're trying to make. You've received a bit of funding from Screen Queensland for your title. Um, can you talk to what the process for that was like? Yeah, so uh, Screen Queensland have proudly support us uh they are in our credits um and yeah basically earlier this year they started their new program for supporting game companies and so we went through the application process we submitted our very very early prototype um and we had to develop a whole bunch of pitch documents and then they have teams of professionals who like assess that for them and yeah and then they choose teams to to fund and they funded us do you think you could have done it without them I don't think so. I think it would have taken us a lot longer. Like we're at the we're at the point where like we we either needed this funding or we needed to get jobs, more jobs. So we would have kept going with Speaking Simulator, but it would have taken a lot longer, and it 
might not be as good. It's, it's, it's always nice to have a lot of time and effort and that you can focus solely on one project and it has a big impact on, on the outcome. So super thankful to them. So, Jed, have you had a chance to, I guess, be a customer at the show and check out any other games on show? Anything that's particularly impressed you as, as a consumer and not just a developer? The indie section's great. Like, it's right at the entry. Um, there's, like, not like, like a nice amount of space that you can move through. Uh, I also, like, I don't know if you can tell, but I, I love games that are weird and different. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... The new, the new best first-person shooter doesn't like particularly interest me, um, but yeah, seeing some of like the creative, weird games that are coming out by by teams who have like something to say, like something to express themselves, and that's not saying that AAA games uh, aren't valuable art- artistic expression. They definitely are, but you guys have literally something to say because it's a game all about speaking. Oh, US, that's that's so tongue-in-cheek of you to say. It will be the first step. To world domination. My fellow humans, I stand before you, definitely also a human. Yes, yes, yes. That was my interview with Jed Dawson, the creative director at Affable Games, speaking about Speaking Simulator, which is a really, really great, weird fun. Hello, you're listening to Zed Games on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM. My name is Razor, for those of you who have just joined us, and I am joined by the man in the chair, Adrian. I am in a chair, but the chair, not just a chair. Candy's back too. Yep. Yep. And we've got Scott Beebe from Brisbane Byte representing the local scene, and uh, we're also joined by a very special guest, someone who was formerly the world record holder for Point Blank. That's right. Tyson Hargreaves, welcome to the studio. Oh, man. Thank you so much. I feel like we needed a sound machine then with some clapping and cheering in <laughs> yeah. that introduction. Like, There's some point-blank sound effects. Yeah. The clacking of the gun. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is truly a, a privilege and an honor, sir, to have you <laughs> in here. Thank you. Uh, so now, you're unfortunately... Mm-hmm. Uh, you were bumped to number two recently. That's right. Um, so it happened. Um, Twin Galaxies is, is the is the official arcade um, verifier for any of these scores, and Jackson knocked me down uh, just last year. So it was the second of uh, September um, last year that he beat me. Um, I had just been made verified only two months earlier, oh, right. um, so I did not have it for very long. Wow. Tell me about those that two-month period where you were number one in the world. What, what was that feeling? Um, it was a pretty good feeling. I, I actually, as I said, you need to get it verified online. It was a little bit longer of a process for me than most people, so there was kind of an elation for a little bit longer than two months where I knew I had beaten the score. It was just about getting it checked off, but being number one is a is a very good feeling. <laughs> So let's talk about the game Point Blank, a yep. favorite of mine. I remember when I was a kid, I inherited a PlayStation 1, and with it came the the light gun, and it had Time Crisis mm. and Point yep. Blank. And of course, being a, an angsty, moody teen at the time, I was immediately drawn to, to Time Crisis. I thought that was really cool and edgy. But I came to realize later on that Point Blank was the superior game. There's just a lot of depth. It's all about the mini games. Uh, little tiny Mario Party sort of WarioWare-esque That's before right. those games actually were made, I think. I feel like Point Blank also had more saturation, like whether or not you were in a, whether you were in an arcade or like a fish and chip shop, like there was probably an arcade machine there and it probably had Point Blank on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was and, a very yeah. cool. It was it was cute and it was fun and everyone could play it. Um, but it was also devilishly difficult, wasn't it? Yes. So uh, one of the things about the game is a lot of people just pick the training. They might think like, oh, this is you know going to be quite. Um, like, like it may be quite hard so I'll just pick that training that's only four stages so some people play it and they go oh that, that's a bit that's a bit short but once you get a beginner yeah. and, and it goes up to 16 stages so every other mode has 16 stages and you only have three lives to get through all those it's stages the real so deal not making any mistakes uh, or you know at least just only making two mistakes so that you can get through to the end and actually finish a game is quite challenging in of itself talk us through the grueling training process to become the best <laughs> at point uh, blank Thankfully, I work at a at an arcade um, just around the corner from here. Uh, if I can plug Netherworld, Netherworld, you can. Plug we love Netherworld here. Netherworld's because fantastic. There are sponsors, so plug uh, away, there my you friend. Go. Fantastic. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. Well, yes, Netherworld, uh, best place to work. It's honestly fantastic, and of course, I get to play games all the time. Not on shift, but definitely after work. <laughs> um, they, they, it's fun. Possibly it's not that much fun. You you got to do a lot of work. We'll cut that well. part out of the show. It's yeah, fine. No, we yeah. won't. Sorry. <laughs> Um, no, it's 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 great, and so I've always loved um, Point Blank, as most people have. It's a dope game. So I, um, as soon as I started working, that was like the first question I had was, "Will you have a Point Blank?" For anyone who can't remember, uh, so let's visually describe Point sure. Blank. So there's there's a game where I believe you're just you know you're shooting like bottles or you're shooting like uh so you're doing lots of different things yeah. there's um so if you pick beginner for example you'll play through 16 stages there's about 30 stages that will be chosen like can be chosen from so there's target shooting you're like shooting an apple target. off someone's head in one of them yep shooting an apple off a head shooting a leaf as it's falling from the ground shooting a ufo uh shooting dragons as it's coming towards you gotta shoot it in the head shooting <laughs> octopuses shooting everything cuckoo birds ducks um just everything it's a shooting game uh but it's it's fantastic it's just mini games so it's not like time crisis as you said it's yeah. not a story you're not necessarily uh, telling a story or anything just playing lots of different mini games that are all fun in their own mm. right and it's very reflex intensive very so you have like split seconds to to shoot all these items and you'll get penalized for shooting the wrong things yes you have to have a sharp mind yeah you also have to have a sharp and very quick finger can you describe to those who aren't so initiated into the pro point blank shenanigans how you're actually meant to shoot the gun when you really want to rapid fire it? Because you you know you, you'd normally yeah. hold a gun as you'd expect. Yeah. What's what's the the pro method of holding the gun? So I, I guess what you're talking about is how some people would change their sort of grip and they would maybe go with their left hand on the grip if they're right-handed and use that right figure, just holding it like like side on to the trigger and just going mental. So their right arm is completely like, free and they yeah they're just going and, crazy and just on going that trigger. Crazy. Yeah. Um. That's one of the things you need to sort of step away from. Oh really? Um, yeah. Once, so that's not a pro technique. It's not a pro technique. Oh. Um, interestingly enough, I actually use my middle finger. I find it has a little bit more speed, um, and I use that uh, the index finger to help me aim. I actually uh, use that a little bit to help me aim. It's not a real gun. I'm not worrying about recoil or getting my finger jammed mm. in the, the top of the gun, the hammer. I don't even know what it's called. I don't shoot real guns. <laughs> I just shoot like guns. We don't know what guns are <laughs> in Australia. Even it's know fine. how to shoot it properly. I actually asked someone, and um, I uh, he was a cop. I was like, oh, is there anywhere I can go and like learn? And he was like, I am a firing arm instructor. Don't worry about it. Just like. It's a light gun. <laughs> it's a toy. Um, so yeah, it's just you gotta. Your accuracy is important. Your accuracy is important. So you don't want to miss a shot. Doing it the other way that I see most people do it. Um, just you lose some accuracy. And if you can train yourself not to do it, then don't. Pro tips. My life is a lie. Thank yeah. you so much for <laughs> so uh, right. telling me what it's really like. Uh, so let's talk about this newcomer guy. Yep. Mm. Yep. 
shall we call him the enemy? Uh, we can call him the enemy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what <laughs> the he is. Enemy. So, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so my arch rival. Arch rival. That's probably a better word for it. The Gary to my ash. It's, it's all about game. <laughs> Good reference. It's all about games and fun, right? Like, uh, you're not actually enemies. So he's from Melbourne. You're from Brisbane. That's right. And uh, he's a he's a fine player as well. He is a very fine player. So um, I set a score of two hundred and one thousand eight hundred and fifty one. Um, which is a it is a good score. It's a hard score to get, but it's actually something that a lot of people have beaten um, since then. Not officially, uh, just I've seen in house. Um, there's a few people who can get uh, higher than that. But Jackson beat me with a score of two hundred twelve thousand five hundred sixteen, which doesn't sound that much. But once you get to that level, you are clawing for every single point. So two twelve is very good and mm. very impressive. And I imagine you've been doing some quite intensive training in the in the intervening time. Yeah. Uh, have you personally beaten that record of your own or Jackson's privately without the uh, record um, holders present? Privately, I have come very, very close. I had a game last night that would have actually uh, absolutely whooped that score, but uh, I just got one bad level and unfortunately lost it all. But I have come very close. I have <laughs> come... I don't want to say how close, but uh, certainly I've beaten my own world record a, a few times now, so... Okay, yeah. so let's talk about the event happening this Saturday. What's what's going down and where? So it's at Netherworld, uh, just around the corner from the station here. Uh, we'll be starting at 10 o'clock in the morning. That's when we'll open doors a little bit early for anyone who wants to come by and either just meet us, interact with us, or have a game themselves. And Jackson and I may be playing some games. We will have a, uh, excuse me, we will have a camera set up and we may be attempting some more world records. And for those for those not local uh, to Brisbane, or those uh, you know who might be visiting Brisbane yeah. in time for that weekend, uh, Netherworld is located in the Fortitude Valley, which is just off the CBD. That's right, one eighty six Brunswick Street. And if uh, if you are listening from outside of Brisbane, we are going to be streaming all the content as well from ten am on our Twitch channel. Okay. So you can tune in any time during the day. Excellent. What's that Twitch channel URL? Uh, I believe it's just Twitch. Uh, I should have checked that up. Actually, it's just uh, <laughs> Twitch what TV uh, what forward slash Netherworld Arcade something like that. They can probably yeah. Google it. Yeah, yeah, probably good. It'll be on our Facebook um, page as well. Nice. Uh, and so what about any uh, happy-go-lucky, trigger-happy trigger, trigger newcomers that are just strolling up um, uh, and might have a bit of an ego on them? Yeah. And they think that they can challenge you or Jackson. Are they free to compete for the world record, or I'll, is it just you, the two I'll of certainly you? be taking all, all challenges. That's all for comers? Sure. I'll, I'll be taking all comers. If you've got right. the time for it, uh, I'll be there all day from 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> They've got the time to have their uh, souls crushed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's as much about training for me as well, because playing Ugh. we will be playing head-to-head. So it is a two-play game as well as a one-play game. So it's got two separate guns. Are you going to have the pink gun or the blue gun? What's your preference? <laughs> uh, my, my preference the, uh, is the blue gun, actually. Uh, most people pick the, the pink, and I love the pink. I set my world record on the pink. But the blue gun is actually a little bit better on the right hand Yes, side. yes, we love the, the pink here at ZK. <laughs> I want to know what you do to prepare. Like, right now, I'm just, I'm picturing you, uh, like, boxing gloves, and you got Eye of the Tiger playing. I, like, I know that has nothing to do with this at all. No, that's how you train. A bit of but, like, boxing. in my head, that's what I've, you know, you're just kind of sitting there yep. talking yourself up. What are you actually doing to prepare, other than just playing it over and over. Are you, uh, what are you saying? Are you psyching yourself up in the mirror like, you got this? I don't know. Do you have montage your, music? What are you doing? Yeah. Is it Eye of the Tiger <laughs> and if not, can it be? No, it's definitely you're the best around. That's, oh, that nothing's ever going to keep song. you down. Nice. Uh, I just want to get on the public record mm-hmm. your message to Jackson, Ooh. current world, hol- world record holder, number one. What do you have to say to him? Uh, good luck. 
<laughs> is that oh, good luck? Oh, good luck. you're very, very, very sportsmanship like. Yeah. No, I was hoping for some trash. the best man win. That's yeah. You don't want to get a little aggressive on him. I would love to. No. I really would. Um, I haven't met the guy, but uh, he did do a video uh, a little while ago. I, I had a video saying that I was coming for him, and he responded, and it actually scared me quite a lot. So I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much trash there. Do you have someone standing behind you with like a sweat towel just ready to go? Yeah, I have yeah. a corner. I, yeah, I certainly a have corner. a camp. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to thank a lot of the guys in my corner and in my <laughs> camp. Uh, Dan, uh, both the Dans actually. Um, Phil, Dave, all really good guys. Yeah. Fantastic. You are listening to Z Games on 4ZZZ. It's time for the news. <laughs> a man who discovered a video game key generator that would activate free copies of PC games has been awarded $20,000 by Valve, owners of the leading online game storefront Steam. Artem Moskovsky was testing web applications when he found he was able to generate 36,000 keys for the Valve-published game Portal 2. The money was awarded via Valve's HackerOne bounty program that pays rewards for tech-savvy users that can find exploits and vulnerabilities within its software. Mm, wow. Not a bad haul, $20,000, although you have to wonder what Tax the free? street <laughs> what the street value of that uh, discovery may have been if he had have been a more more criminally inclined, I suppose. Yeah. Like reading cards dip. alone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was he doing... Uh, in quotation marks, testing web applications. Is that like some kind of leet slang for for hacking the net? I mean, like, you know, if you if, if you know what you're doing, you know, in your spare time, if you find this sort of thing fun, mm-hmm. you know, you can totally do that. I know people who, who do that. Um, Did and they get 20000 from see, Valve? See, that's a thing, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if only. Um, <laughs> but no, like, you know, we, we've heard of other big companies uh, like, like, like Google uh, and Facebook hiring people to essentially try and hack their systems, um, like you know, giving bounties, you know, hacker bounties, mm. um, which is which is actually commonplace. So I guess like for the for the losses that would have been incurred um, had this thing gone public, um, it's a pretty pretty cool payout. But you're right, like you know, if someone was a bit more diabolical, well, or even they could if make he'd bank. just been a bit more like business savvy. I don't know. I feel like he really could have negotiated oh, there. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I want a bit more. Like, come on. <laughs> oh I think you're God. verging on condoning this behaviour, Candy, which we cannot Isn't do. Isn't that technically well... blackmail? Quadruple <laughs> Z does not condone Fair. blackmail. Thank you. I am the person that always needs those kind of disclaimers. League of Legends developer Riot Games has been hit with a lawsuit accusing it of gender-based discrimination, violations of the California Equal Pay Act and for creating a sexually hostile workplace. The plaintiffs are one former and one current employee of the company who are seeking unpaid wages and damages. They are also seeking for the suit to be classified as class action, allowing other unfairly treated employees to join the action and receive compensation if successful. This development follows an expose earlier this year by Kotako that reported on the culture of sexist and discriminatory culture at the company, which employs around 2,500 people at 24 locations worldwide. Mmm. Not great. Yeah, not a good look for Riot Games. And League of Legends is massive. Yeah. Massive, massive, massive. So, and if that if they are successful with that becoming class action as well, then yeah. this could blow into a really big, really Open big those story. Floodgates up, yeah, yeah. I remember when the uh, the piece went live earlier this year. There was an outpour of um, people who were former and current employees, just sort of venting 
at the uh, at the conditions. A lot of people did, uh, to Riot's credit, say that you know our campus, our workplace specifically, is fine. Uh, so it you know could be just some isolated incidents. But mm. uh, yeah, if they open the floodgates on this one and make it class action, could be a pretty damaging thing for Riot Games both. Uh, as far as the goodwill of the uh, player base goes and financially. Totally. Oh, absolutely. Obsidian Entertainment, the developer behind Fallout New Vegas, Pillars of Eternity and Knights of the Old Republic 2, has been acquired by Microsoft. It was also announced that In Exile Entertainment, the makers of Wasteland 2 and Torment Tides of Numenera, would be joining the Microsoft family of developers. Uh, this is fantastic uh, because I don't own an Xbox One, but testimonials from my Xbox One owning friends like have me. been uh, fairly, uh, yeah, they've kind of been a bit uh, upset about the lack of Microsoft Xbox exclusives that are coming out. They're seeing games like Spider-Man. Sony has been yeah, smashing it out of the yeah. you see what PlayStation gets, I get a little bit Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. But those two companies are very fine companies. They're responsible for some fantastic Western-style role-playing games, which seems to be the way that Microsoft are going. And I, I love those those open-world uh, RPGs and those turn-based isometric RPGs as well. Mm. So, yeah, bring it on. I, this is a good move. I mean, we won't see it pay off for another few years, uh, but still it's better than them sitting on their hands yeah good 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 stuff as a, a primarily xbox user i am super excited about this yes and because you add to it they've already got minecraft they got rare they've got you know a few established franchises going mm-hmm. plus all the ones they announced at e3 you know xbox 2 or whatever it is is going to be awesome <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah Players of Battlefield 1 have observed a moment of silence in-game to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the end of the First World War. The touching gesture lasted for less than a minute, though, before it was unfortunately interrupted by some a-hole who backstabbed the player who was attempting to document this occasion. Why would you do that? For the lols. Oh, my God. That's the only reason I can think of. Did Uh, it bring the lols, though? For that particular individual, I think he has released a statement via Reddit after the fact. I, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, really? I think Saying? He, uh, look, I think he's apologetic. He will probably should. Yeah. yeah. He should yeah. be. Um, look, it's, it's, I think it's, it's great that they tried. Um, uh, but you games know, are game... prone to this sort of thing. You know, yeah. it, it, it's not to say that because you know the, the community does have its down points sometimes. Uh, you know, you shouldn't try and you know stage this sort of thing. But you have to be aware of the environment. And I've seen things like this happen in games like World of Warcraft as well, where players have had weddings in game and mm. they've been crashed by the opposing uh, team. I think it was uh, the Alliance trying to have a wedding and the Horde players just came and just I ruined see. the whole thing. That's kind of wow. funny. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> That's a little bit funny. Yes. I, I think that it's is. just the anonymity of of uh, the internet and, you know, the gamer, the gamer tag. Like, if you were in a uh, real-life war memorial paying tribute, you probably wouldn't see too many people interrupting the moment of silence because, you know, you can see who did it and you can, you can shush them or you can shame them. But when you're just playing Battlefield, you know, and you're wise guy 88XXX... You know, and there's not much accountability there. So I think that's that's the prime reason. Plus, there's a lot of 12 to to 15 year olds on there who are very uh, immature, I guess, and probably yeah. just don't get it. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
Thank you very much for the week in gaming news headlines, Candy. And now we're going to move on to the local news with Brisbane Bites' Scott Beebe. Thank you, Razor. Uh, QUT have announced Australia's first university esports scholarship. Five $10,000 scholarships are on offer to exceptional League of Legends players, speaking of, Mm. who are either currently or soon to be studying at QUT. The scholarships will go to the five students selected to represent the university in the 2019 season of the League of Legends Oceanic Challenger series. Uh, Applications close this Friday, the 16th of November, for the 2019 QUT Vice Chancellor's Scholarship for Elite Athletes. That's the official title of it. Athletes, uh, not e, not e athletes. That's right. Those okay. who apply will then have to earn their spot on the team in a selection trial on January fifth. There you go. That's fantastic. You were just you 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 were quite amused at the fact that they're not yeah athletes, Ray. They're razor. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I suppose it's novel uh, because yeah, look, you know, you're sitting there, you're getting a workout with your little finger. You know, your little index fingers all, all nice and toned, but, I mean, you're really, you're sitting yeah. down, aren't you? It takes brain power and, I don't know, yeah. skill, determination. Is working, work. is flexing your brain <laughs> athleticism? Like, that's that's up for debate. Is flexing on any level athleticism? Yeah. <laughs> These are the real metaphorical questions we need to ask. <laughs> hey, Scott, what else you got for us? <laughs> keep, keep digging, Ray. Uh, USC is holding their annual serious game showcase tomorrow night on the Sunshine Coast. The event highlights the game's USC students. Uh, are creating in fields outside entertainment and with real-world applications. Last year saw one game about the genetic inheritance patterns within pets and another teaching players how to eradicate mosquito-borne diseases. You never know what you're going to get from USC. Also present at the showcase will be Disparity Games, who are the makers of Ninja Pizza Girl, and Refuel Games, uh, Rally Fury, which was playable at Go423 at the Powerhouse earlier this year. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. such a good game. Mm. Yeah, I, I love the story behind that game as yeah. well. Just the, the the familial development cycle where the, the whole family is basically behind developing mm. it. Yeah, really, really. Cool. They're very involved up there around Noosa and on Sunshine Coast too. So. Awesome stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, now, Scott, it's time for the quiz. It is the local games quiz. I love it. I wasn't uh, ready for Ray, this. What's happening? Ray would love I, it. I feel like I'm already on the losing side, um, and that's not acceptable because I haven't been here. I didn't know this was coming, and you've just sprung this on me with no time to Ken, it's okay. We've we both been sprung. It's no, fine. I don't like to lose. We'll, Let's just we'll say, so... out, of the, out of the three of you, Ray's coming clearly first. Well, and you two are tied for second. Okay, but let's just <laughs> let's look at it another way and just assume that I get some kind of like handicap and therefore I should be coming first already. And now this is me just trying to maintain that position, right? Mm. I feel uh, like that's uh, because I just don't want to lose. And now I'm really nervous. I don't like. Well, we could just combine our mediocrity and just okay. you know. I don't. I don't. Be want the underdogs. We're the underdogs. It's fine. It's, it's a great. It's a classic Aussie tale. Adrian, cool. do you know what? Adrian, do you know what zero plus zero equals? Yeah, a winner. Uh, me right, me right, us right now. Yes, because Kenny and I are zero prepared. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so here's the deal. Mm. I'm going to name five games. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you two descriptions <laughs> for each game. No, I'm already nervous. <laughs> I haven't played in a few months. Like this, it's is, fine. I haven't played many. I was just trying to lately. Well, I was just trying to ease my way back in quietly, not make a big fuss, and now All just right. put on. The it's spot. it's very quick. It's lightning round. It's fine. Let's do it. Right, so two okay. descriptions each game. You me. tell me, is it the first one or the second one? What are the parameters of these, like, old games? New oh, games? come on, Kate. Let, <laughs> let's this start. Is, I'm the local games guy. They're all local okay. games. Thank you. And okay. I'll give you the answers at the end. So, like the first that. game, Wildcat Gun Machine. Is Wildcat Gun Machine a PC shoot 'em up 
or literally a game where you shoot cats instead of bullets? <laughs> I really want it to be Please the be the one. piece. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> you horrible You're on the person. Wrong team. I don't like cats. Adrian, what do you say? The uh, PC the f- or the cat? The first one. Yeah. Yeah, PC. Thank you, uh, I'll go B. Okay. Yeah. Shooting cats out of your gun. <laughs> I'd like to see it. Uh, here, There Be Monsters is the second game. Okay. Is Here There Be Monsters a pirate simulator for the Nintendo Switch or a 2D isometric action-adventure game for PC? Oh. Uh, I'm going to go with B. Mm. It sounds more credible. something or other. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I want it to be pirates because, you know, here there be something, whatever monsters. it was. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it, yeah, a nice one. Is it Here There Be Monsters? It's Here, comma, There Be Monsters. Ooh. H-E-R-E? Yes. Okay. No weird spelling with this one. All right. Yeah, B. Oh, okay. That didn't change your answer at all. I'm so glad you dug into that. Okay. I'm going to say, Andy, you're saying pirate game? Let's say pirates. It sounds yep. fun. Let's do it. Okay. If it's not, they should make a pirate game. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Skyward Journey is the third game. Mm-hmm. Very simply, Skyward Journey, is it a VR bird game or is a is it a relaxing mobile game? It's oh. going to be a relaxing mobile game for sure. Okay. Is, yeah. Is there all of the above? No, there's not. Damn. Mm. Uh, I'll go with B. Yeah, mm. relaxing. Adrian, what do you what, what did you, what did you go with, Candy? I said I think it's some kind of relaxing mobile. Game yeah. Game. Okay. I'll go with yeah. that. Everyone's cool. going for B. Alrighty. The fourth game, not on my pizza. <laughs> Pineapple. <laughs> Anchovies. Oh. No, but they're the best. Is not on my pizza, pizza a multiplayer first person shooter? Multiplayer. Or an endless runner with pineapple traps. Oh my god, an endless runner uh, with pineapple traps. If it's not an endless runner with pineapple traps, like, yeah. what do you, you make that game? <laughs> Are you even trying to trick us, Scott? Because hey. that's so easy. Okay. Be. So it's all you're all saying pineapple traps. Yeah. I really Absolutely. hope so. Okay. And the last game is Curious Humans. Is Curious Humans a card game uh, made for breaking conversation? Or is it a board game with a big red button? Curious humans. I feel like it's mm. a board game. game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, good stuff, good Who's stuff. Come on, high on? five, high five. Yeah, nice. We uh, did it. Coordinated. Uh, Adrian says board. I say card. Uh, cardboard. Cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> when combined, they become cardboard. Uh, I'll go with uh, the button board game. With you the, want button. the button yeah. game. Right. Okay. All right. All right. So going back through Wildcat Gun Machine is a PC shoot 'em up. Yeah, well, I figured because mm. everyone would get in trouble if they made a game shooting cats. Except for that game exploding kittens. Yeah, that was actually really mm. fun. But not too graphic. No. Can you imagine holding game. the cat and lift up the tail and bam, bam, bam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, it's, I'm just reminded of um, Kazooie shooting eggs mm. from Pedro Kazooie. <laughs> All right, so one point for you two. One point for yeah. everyone. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yay. No. Yeah, yeah, no, I chose that. Yep. Liar. Yep. Uh, oh, wow. Cheat. <laughs> Here There Be Monsters is not a pirate game, sadly. That's the game that I invented in my brain. Uh, yeah. It's a 2D isometric action adventure game. You yeah. We tried games because okay. already that sounds better. <laughs> Ray got that one. Yeah. Um, Skyward Journey is a relaxing mobile game. Yes. Hey. Everyone got that. Three yes. points. I'm Good counting. Stuff. I got two points. Yeah. Made by the talented Dan Voigt. Excellent. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. So yeah, keeping up on on his projects. Nice. Got them. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, the fourth game, not on my pizza. Is a multiplayer first-person shooter. We need Why? the second answer to be made into a game. Again, mm. you know, just invented. So. I think that's a great idea, though. The like endless runner with 
pineapple, pineapple yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. 100%. And I would like to put that out there to local developers. Well, they'll have come to come up with Give something. us the pineapple on to, pizza game we truly deserve. They'll have to come up with a different title, though, because that one's taken and that's the best title for yeah. it. Well, hmm. So yeah. the whole thing's off. <laughs> Not on my pizza, please. <laughs> no, it's too close. Trademarks, etc. Yeah. This is fair. <laughs> and the last one, Curious Humans, is a card game. Yes! It has nice. nothing to do with the big red button, <laughs> right. although it would be so tempting. Okay. And so, uh, in the end, I'll... Uh, I think I got three points. So. I haven't tallied up the scores. But uh, I, I think I got three. It doesn't, it doesn't ultimately matter. Tie. The leaderboard right now is Ray on nine, because he's played every week. And no one on your Ray. Yeah. Oh. So, next month will be the final version of this game. Do we get like double points or something next week if it's no. the final one? No. I'm down for double points. Let's do double no. points. I'm down. Let's double do points. double, you double, to double bring points. Up to, like no. position number one here. Ray, we're doing double points. Nope. Yes. Nope. Yes. Is there a prize at the end? Uh, a big hug for me. <laughs> That's been the prize every week. <laughs> That's lovely. All right. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Scott from Brisbane Byte. Now, yes. uh, Brisbane Byte is a magazine found. At various venues, uh, Netherworld that we mentioned before and other arcade types. Correct. You can find it in uh, around two dozen places around southeast Queensland. You can also find it online at brisbanebyte.com. That's brisbanebyte with a Y. Excellent. Thank you so much, Scott. Well, that just brings us to the end of another doubly good episode of Zed Games.